0: It is what it is. Mm -mm. Uh, It's not. I only follow science. Live, (laughs) laugh, love. I love that. I love that. (laughs) Do you live it? I I do. I live it. Do you laugh it?
1: I laugh it. Do you love it? I love it. Mm. This is Rage Against the Pod. This is the weekly Rage Against the Machine podcast where... We get into a different song every week. We get into the nitty-gritty of it. We dissect it. We try to have fun. We try to enjoy ourselves, and sometimes that doesn't happen. Uh, My name is Tyler, and way out there, hundreds of miles away, is Jeff. Way out there in the ether, Mm. is Jeff. Uh, Go to iTunes. Go uh, rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes. um, Rage Against the Pod. Uh, Social media is Rage Against the Pod. And uh, just, just do it. Just enjoy yourselves. Enjoy the podcast, because we... We try way too hard And mm. uh, we need validation So mm. I don't know where else to go Should we just get into the song, Jeff? What do you, you, you want to do here? Yeah, that
0: would, that would probably work That would be fine All right.
1: Well, what song are we doing? Pistol Grip Pump All right, just a little bit about this song. It's the second song from their album, Renegades, their fourth album. That album came out December 5th, 2000. Uh, it's a cover of the volume 10 song uh, of the same name, Pistol Grip Pump, which was originally released, released in 1993 as a single and then was on his 1994 album, Hip Hopera*. And uh, that's just, just a little something about this song. And what are your first impressions on this one, Jeff? What do you got? This is a, this has
0: always been like one of one of my more favorite songs on yeah. this on this album. Um, I've always liked it a lot. This week it's kind of dropped a little bit. Oof. I still I still like it, but um, I don't know, man. They as far like if we're comparing the the original version to Rage, Zach does he does a great job. It's fine, but the music is kind of just flat. It just doesn't really go anywhere. Much like. The hip hop version, but at least in the hip hop version, Volume Ten, he's he has a way of like manipulating his voice and doing weird things with his voice to be very eccentric and, and and interesting. Yeah, and so it's it's hard because that's a banger of a song, whereas the rage version is
1: it's kind of flat. It's kind of okay. You think so, huh? Yeah. Ah. Okay, I, I you know, I kinda disagree with, with that. I I feel like this well this song to me has actually gone up. I've always liked this song, but it it's it's kinda like surpassed some of the other songs as as my top five on the album for what that's worth. Uh, but I've always thought the music was really cool and I still think it is. I think it's it's that it's just a really, really great groove and I think Timmy C's bass playing is just so thick and deep in that mix. I I love it. It's just so great and then just that the the wah pedal with that that funky funky uh, guitar playing it's just it's so good I I think it's musically I think it's fantastic and then you throw Zach in there and he follows like the same like volume 10 has that way of like speeding up and slowing down but still keeping in time like halfway through verses and Zach replicates that so well but yet still keeps the song very fresh because the song sounds really nothing like the original. It's it's an interesting it's an interesting cover for sure and one of the one of the better ones on this record. Definitely one of the better ones.
0: Well, I mean I I, th- I would put it like in the middle, maybe above the middle as as far as the record itself goes. But really? yeah, it's just man, I I, I don't want to hear like 4 minutes of just the same thing over and over and over and over. And Morello's guitar solo, I think it's fine. I think it's I think it's Maybe even better than fine. I think it's good because it starts off kind of easy, then adds a little bit of layers to itself, but still follows the melodies. It's not show it's not extravagant. it's just it's just fine. But the whole song, I think is just fine. like you said it's got a really good groove. They really mm-hmm. get into it, but it just doesn't ever go anywhere from there. And huh. And I mean Zach does he, he does a really, really good job. but after listening to hip opera this week twice, once today, I just, man, like volume 10 was just so unique. And, and he kind of, he was kind of in this, this, this era of, of like West coast hip hop to where he wasn't straight like gangster rap, but he also wasn't like kind of the other realm of, of West coast hip hop, like the far side. Cause he raps very similar to like how the guys on the far side just kind of have fun and they make their voices goofy. Like they're telling a story. And yeah. then that's kind of the way he raps and it's really unique and it's really cool, but he still kind of keeps it like in the gangster rap realm. So he's kind of like a mishmash of both of them. And I think, I think it's he like, he's fa- absolutely fantastic and reading more about his story in his life is is kind of sad and tragic, not really tragic, but kind of sad and disappointing.
1: Why is that like, just cause he hasn't put out a lot of music or what?
0: So uh, there was, there was a couple articles that I read about him. Um, for whatever it's worth, he, he was born Dino Hawkins from Inglewood. And mm. I think after reading the article, the, the the author gave this quote, or he said that that volume ten, especially the hip hop era, it died a premature death, but also managed to achieve immortality. And what th- way? The fact that Pistol Grip Pump is still on rotation mm-hmm. in in LA radio stations to this day, that yeah. people still know this song. It's it's a fantastic hip hop song, and a lot of people do know this song not just because of rage not just because of of countless people that have that have sampled it but it's just a damn good song but nobody really knows who did it who's done it in the the beginning and nobody really knows who volume 10 was and and that was i think that's the reason why why like he died a premature death in in the rap realm but i yeah. guess he was he was like really difficult to work with in the beginning and maybe that's why he didn't get a lot of recognition he was very 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 hard-headed and um, he he got introduced to Cut Chemist really early Ooh, on. Dude,
1: Cut Chemist is so good.
0: And so a lot of the tracks from Hip Hop were, were produced by Cut Chemist. And it's just it's very weird that that this guy just didn't didn't get bigger or didn't stay good. And he eventually got a record deal and he got a bunch of money, but then I guess he blew it all the money. And what really pissed him off, what really upset him, what really like drove him away from the recording industry was the fact that his label didn't give him health insurance at like 19 years old. Yeah. At 19 years old, he was super pissed that his label didn't give him health insurance. And, and they told him like, well, that's why we gave you all this money. So you could do all these things for yourself. And he's like, dude, you guys have like 25 people working for you. They all have health insurance. Like why, why can't I get health insurance? So for whatever that's worth, that's what really like pissed him off. And, and so, you know, he, he kind of, he kind of took a break from music, and then he was eventually blackballed by the music industry, and so he couldn't really get a get a gig or really do anything else. But it's kind of sad, like to think that this dude just wanted health insurance. Like that's the reason, not the reason, but that's one of the reasons for his decline in the music industry.
1: It's so bizarre. That's so bizarre.
0: Like it almost, I don't know, man. It almost seems like, how can you give a nineteen year old, you know, x amount of thousands of dollars and expect them to make? sound financial decisions without any kind of help now i don't know if they said hey you should use that money to to invest in like a manager here's a guy that we can hook you up with talk to him and he'll help you out and then the manager does all the finances and stuff for him but i can't imagine that's that's the way it was i I imagine it's more like here's here's 10 grand we're going to put out an album go do whatever you want with it and then you're going to tour for a year that way we can make a fuck ton of money and yeah, if, that's if you blow the money then who cares
1: That's pretty much what it is You're given an advance of X amount of dollars And you, you can use that however you want and, and if you blow it all Then you blow it all And that's it That's all I mean you're given a budget When you go record a record And then you're given an advance is On top of that I think, so, I think yeah. so
0: like the budget is for Just to pay the people to, to record your record And the advance is, is your money But do you also still get royalties after that?
1: well it depends on the contract cuz it depends on your so- on the songwriting credits it depends so you on either the performance it can just get depends advanced on advance
0: con- or, or royalties or both
1: i mean honestly you're probably going to get both an advance and royalties but the royalties back then like in the 90s were probably very small cuz I, I i mean even like i think we've talked about it on our other podcast like even michael jackson in the 90s his royalties were only like 5 or 6% of what he sold. It was some stupid fucking number like that.
0: Yeah, that's, I don't know, man. It's, it just, it just seems kind of shitty. And especially from a guy who, who lived, I, I don't, I didn't read anything that said that he lived the gangster life, but he lived in an area that was, that was like always like ground zero from the Crips and the bloods. especially in the early nineties when, when that is just absolutely a terrible place to live. Yeah. And so it's just, it's just sad to think that a 19 year old was given a bunch of money with no, kind of financial direction and, and, and then was like yelled at for, for blowing it, which I, I understand, you know, <laughs> there's, 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 what do you call it? Like, uh, you got, you have to take responsibility,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. but dude, come on, man. Like you gotta, you gotta have a little more passion than that. <laughs> you know, it's weird too, looking at his, his, the record labels or the record label that hip hop Pro w- uh, was on. It was on Immortal Records and Immortal Records is a subsidiary of Sony, of Sony Records. But Immortal was more of the, the, the label that signed like a lot of new metal acts and a lot of rock acts like Korn were on new, were on Immortal Records from their first album up, up through like their sixth or seventh album. They were on Immortal, like a shit ton of bands that everyone like knows from that era were on Immortal at some point so to have volume 10 on that label is very strange as well it just he seems like an outlier for that you know he feel like he should have he should have been signed to someplace else and not immortal it's it's really strange i, I don't get it
0: he met a couple of people that were kind of in the in the la hip-hop scene that really liked his music really liked his style really liked him but then when he got into the studios is when he he just he wanted complete control over everything and and everyone just was like, dude, we're trying to help you. Like, we're trying to make this popular. Like, what you're putting out is, is just stupid. Like, it just doesn't sound good. And I also read, too, that Pistol Grip Pump was, like, his least favorite song. He thought that he just dumbed everything down for this. And he thought that he was just like, okay, here's a beat. I'm just going to rap to the beat. I'm not going to do anything crazy. I'm just trying to get this over with. Because by the time they even recorded this one, he was just kind of over the whole, the whole recording process. And he was just kind of tired and exhausted. That's so weird. But you can kind of hear it though, like in the album, like the first track is just half acapella, half normal song, and it's just mm-hmm. like he's just being so bizarre, it's so weird. Like the only only other hip hop artists I can think of in that time was like the Far Side, and just the way they goofed around and, and just made silly noises as they rapped.
1: Yeah, I, I what I wrote down in, in my my little notes too is was that he reminds me he has the goofiness of like what you said, Far Side, and groups like that but then he also has a very commanding voice that is is more reminiscent of of like gangster rap. And that makes sense considering where he was from or where he's from, but yeah, it's it, it is it is an interesting hybrid that you you don't you don't hear a lot from hip hop. It's either one or the other. It's it's very underground hip hop or it's gangster rap from this era of hip hop. There's really no in between except for him. I, he's he's kind of the exception here. I thought that was interesting.
0: Yeah, in like 20 years, he released like two or three albums or something like that.
1: Yeah, he his last album looks like it came out in 2015. Yeah, and he's only put out four, no, five records. He put out five records.
0: I mean, So this one came out in 94, and then there was one in 2000,
1: and then there was one like 2007. 2007, and then 12, <laughs> and then 15. Yeah. So there's, there are big gaps for the most part between all of his records. So uh, for what that's worth, yeah, I don't know. And then what I noticed too... I'm kind of wondering if he became so popular for one specific reason, and that's because the the people who produced uh, "Pistol Grip Pump" and several other songs on this album were uh, uh, a duo called the Baca Boys. Did you you read about them? If one of their last names is, is Miller, something Miller, they, it might be. I don't know. I don't. But anyway, the, the these guys they were um, they were DJs, like radio DJs, and they were known like most well-known for being uh on having a show on power 106 the it's a that's a very popular hip-hop radio station here in the LA area Los Angeles area and um and they had a they had a show on it and they were very influential and they're considered like one of the the best uh you know DJs the radio DJs and apparently like they they helped a lot with like big boy when he when he was on uh on Power 106 as well, like in the '90s, so like they're pretty influential and for them to produce this record, and then all of a sudden he blows up or produced this song, and for this song to blow up, it's kind of kind of like, was it mainly because of them, or was it because of Volume 10? Because they had the cloud. they had the reason. they, they had a, a way of, you know, playing the music on the radio easily, because in, in a way, it kind of made them money as well.
0: I mean, I th- I think that's almost with 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 like any any kind of music. I mean, if especially at a time when when radio was was kind of at its peak in its golden era, where people just loved the radio so much, and before CDs were really super prevalent, I mean, radio station could make you or break you, and I think these guys did both. I th- I think, well, because so also this album was was recorded in like the production area of Power One Hundred Six, the studio itself. Yeah, and so. Like yeah, I I think that maybe this guy owes everything he has to Pyro One oh six and these guys, but he probably owes all of his downfalls
1: to the same to the same group of people. Because he he, bur- he probably burned a lot of bridges. Is that what you're saying?
0: Yeah. But I I don't know, man. It's 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 really weird and in, in, in the article I read was kinda of sad and, and he said that he's after this came out, he toured for like a year or so and then he, he quit the music industry, hated it, and then tried to get like a regular job around la and people would recognize him and hey aren't you like volume 10 he's like yeah and they say well, like why don't you get like why don't you do rapping like, wh- like why are you working as a janitor why are you working as a cashier like why don't you get mm. like rap and get back into the game And he's like because i don't fucking want to so like, i just want to be a normal person and then i guess he spent 20 years or something just being very depressed and treating his family like shit and treating his kids like shit and i don't know man it's just very yeah. very tragic very sad
1: yeah that's that's shitty i don't know it's I think like you want to feel of, bad for yeah. it but then it's like you want to feel bad but then it, like how much of it is his own actual doing though i don't know there's probably way more to the story than we know
0: and regardless of whose fault it is it's it's it, it, it always is, is sad to see somebody achieve their dreams and then fall down from that so fast
1: yeah that's true it's very true he i mean it, this this album this hip hopper album i thought was fantastic too i listened to it today and I was really surprised. Like I'm definitely going to go back to this one. I I've, I've I've always known about the the original version of this song and I've heard it many times and I liked it. But in the context of the record and then knowing more about this guy now, I think I think yeah, it's he's pretty underrated. Honestly, he's pretty underrated and it's it's really cool that Rage decided to to do one of his songs and then almost in a way like make it more popular or at least introduce it to a different audience which I think is really really cool. And it kind of makes you like look at Rage in a different light too because like they have so many influences in so many different genres and then like they they could have pulled from any part of like west coast rap or hip hop but they pull volume 10. Like they they could have done I mean they've done NWA and stuff but they fucking go with Volume 10. Like of all artists they they go with his song. Yeah. Especially considering, um, I don't feel like his song, like lyrically, is that rage esque. It's not politically driven necessarily, and it seems like a little bit of a strange one for them.
0: Well, let's let's get into the lyrics then, right here, because there's some stuff in here that I think is is a little deeper than than maybe he even realized as he was writing it.
1: All right, what do you got?
0: But um, I mean, as far as just the the pistol grip pump, I mean, right, we're we're looking at a shotgun. With a pistol grip Pump on it Yeah For whatever reason People like that I don't like that But It feels <laughs> awkward Cause when you When your left hand Is extended outwards It feels Like I don't know I don't like it like that I just I want everything I want to be flat I guess I don't know mm-hmm. Whatever Whatever that's worth But um I, I, but, um, I think the first but, um, verse is, is, is Pretty straightforward song and, and And the verse About just not being afraid And And being ready For whatever the streets Is gonna throw at you yeah, but I, I love that line: "Steal dick clip for punk butts." <laughs> like, like he's so tough, he'll shove his shocking up your butt. <laughs> oh, like the way I read it was not hard at all. But it's, God, like, I love <laughs> the saying for your
1: punk butts.
0: <laughs> oh wow, man, it's good stuff, man. Look it.
1: Oh God, what do I got here for the first verse? Let me, first on, verse,
0: same as the first. First verse, a little yeah. Bit so louder and a little bit worse.
1: <laughs> I mean, th- this one kind of it kind of tells like a little bit of a st- like a story in a way, or or kind of how his beginnings. Like he starts out by saying he grew up in the hood, but it doesn't really matter which one because they're all pretty much the same. Like it's all kind of shit. It's a shithole, and it's almost like him saying like it. The entire idea of uh, people having different turfs and the gang violence is just fucking ridiculous and stupid. But it's also a part of life if you live there and that's why he's talking about you know driving around and essentially kind of like protecting his turf his neighborhood him and his friends or him and whoever is in the gang they're kind of protecting the neighborhood and that's kind of what they're they're talking about but they're they're still very loyal to everybody within their community no matter who they are and that's interesting too like it's it's this very like kind of strange and almost i don't even know i
0: well, he presents, he presents like the violent gang life as more of a necessity rather than like a privilege. Rather than, rather than yeah. joining a gang, it's, it's something that he has to do just to survive living, just to survive being a person in that area. And, yeah. that's, and that's something that he's not like proud of, but he also is not afraid of shying away from it.
1: Yeah, that's kind of what I like about this song too is that he doesn't glorify it at all. He doesn't glorify what he has to do. He just says, this is how it is. And this is what we have to do and, you know, stick up for one another, essentially, or watch out for one another, I should say.
0: It gets deeper in the second and third verse. There's, there's, there's a couple snippets here that I think oh, show them in a, a deeper light.
1: I also want to mention, too, so this, the structure of the song between the two songs. So the Rage version is it actually starts out with the chorus. The volume 10 version starts out with the, the first verse instead. And then also the volume 10 version has three verses while the rage version only has two. Right. So they completely omit the third one, which I don't know why they would do that. It was already long. Eh, I guess, but they could have cut down certain parts. They could have cut out a solo, the solo and the bridge, honestly, to make room for the third verse. I, I, I
0: don't know, man. I, I think the song was long enough and, and that same repetitious tune was, was 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 already bordering too long and, and I think they did I think they did well.
1: Uh, okay. So you're kind of going out you're going more off of the Volume 10 version of the lyrics, not the Rage version because they are different. Cuz like what what you said earlier the the line that you like so much a steel dick full clip for punk butts, that's only in the Volume 10 version.
0: Right. Cuz Zach is too boring to say fun stuff. So no, I I, <laughs> I mean yeah, I am going I'm going strictly out the Volume 10 one cuz it's better.
1: And it has more in there,
0: uh-huh.
1: so. So we got anything else to say about the first verse? Should we move on to the second verse? Second verse. All right, let's do this. What
0: do you got? Let's do it. So this is this is one um, that that I think maybe getting a little deeper, maybe addressing the reason that he needs said weapon, said pistol grip pump on his lap at all times. <laughs> uh, I but, but one thing I, th- I thought was interesting was the police was the police um, line where he, where he mm-hmm. kind of mentions that the police are there to drive through his neighborhood just to make sure he's not causing trouble. Yeah. But when he's in trouble or when there's actual trouble to be, to be helped, the police aren't, aren't there. They're, they're nowhere to be seen. And so it's better just to call your friends, just to call your homies to come help you because no one else is going to come.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's what I got from that too. That's
0: good stuff, man.
1: It is, and that's that. I mean, as far as I know, I mean, I never grew up in an area like this, but but that's giving yeah, that's reason to the is.
0: madness, right? That that that's giving a a a purpose rather than just saying, "Oh, I," they, I mean, I, I I do like this band, and the song, but rather than just fuck the police, well, like why? I mean, he's kind of giving a reason why, and I, I I I like that. It's cool.
1: I like that too. No, I I agree with you on that. It just shows kind of the. Uh, the shittiness of, of the situation and what the people in those areas grow up in. And it's sad. It sucks. And I wish it didn't. People didn't have to grow up in that. But this is how you have to adapt. You have to d- adapt to that situation. And it turns into this sometimes. You got to have a
0: pistol grip pump with you.
1: You got to always be looking over your shoulder.
0: Oh. That's what
1: he's saying, too. Yeah. Got
0: to look over your shoulder because you want to be a rock superstar. <laughs> I live large. You're recording Cypress Brazil right now, huh? No, I fucking hate that
1: group. I hate Cypress Hill. <laughs> You're so oh my stupid. god, I do not. I don't, I don't hate them. Okay. Hate was a strong word, but I don't. I don't enjoy. I don't hate enjoy. Hate is a them.
0: strong word, but I really, really, really don't
1: like you. What song is that? Ah, uh, can't tell you. No, oh, what song was that? Cute is what we aimed for?
0: Nah, I, I think it's Plain White T's.
1: Are you sure? Wait. Fuck.
0: Yeah, it's a Plain White T's.
1: Ah, fuck that. Fuck that song. I think fuck it's called. I, I think
0: the song is called Hate. <laughs>
1: I know you like that song, though. I don't. I
0: don't. Well, now you don't like it because you heard of who it is. Oh, oh boy. Here we go.
1: No, boy. What else do we have here? What else do we have here about the, well, the, the second verse?
0: Oh, that's all you have for the second verse. <laughs>
1: all right. Oh. Now let's move on to the third. I didn't really take many notes on the third because we're doing the Rage song, not the, the volume 10 song. But that's fine. <laughs>
0: The third verse is the reason why I wanted to go into the Volume 10 version more than the Rage one, because I think it's the best one, and it's the most fun.
1: Go for it, then. Go.
0: So, so supposedly, there's a story that Ice Cube saw Volume 10 live, liked his style, and that was the reason—I'm not a big Ice Cube fan, Mm -hmm. but that's the reason why his style kind of changed. He kind of changed from just like a steady, easy flow— to like a more eccentric style like volume ten. Not quite as eccentric as him, but more in that vein. More like vocal modulations and fluctuations and things like that. And so the third verse kind of kind of kind of calls him out for stealing his style. And then also the first track on on the volume ten album itself is is kind of a diss track to Ice Cube. And so that's interesting.
1: Yeah, that is. It's very interesting actually. I, I didn't really I mean, reading the lyrics now after what you just said, it, it definitely makes sense. It's kind of like a diss thing, too. Okay.
0: <laughs> it's good. No, it is. And also, it's really good, yeah. And also, there's, there's. He, he talks about a trick gets buckshot, but your daughter gets to love. And I think that's just another layer of him. Like a trick, a buckshot, like a quick bang, like a shotgun going off. Yeah. But somebody he actually cares about is someone who will invest time and energy and love into... And that's, I don't know, man, that's deep. That's yeah. deep. It is. That's deep for a 19-year-old nine, gangster rapper, man. That's good <laughs> stuff.
1: <laughs> it's a lot deeper. This entire record seems a lot deeper than a lot of the stuff that was coming out within the gangster rap community. But then that's also why I kind of like felt it's a, it's a great combination of both underground hip-hop and, or conscious hip-hop. Is that what it's called? Conscious hip-hop?
0: I don't think this would be classified as con- I would I would think at the time this would probably be like underground hip hop cuz this is very I mean for lack of a better word it is very DIY yeah hip hop sounding and and I think like the the biggest maybe I don't I'm not I'm not an authority here but one of the biggest names in early 90s underground hip hop I think is like the Far Side they would be like the name of underground hip hop
1: yeah I'd say so I would definitely say so
0: cuz you really only had that style and then gangster rap
1: yeah, that's true.
0: And especially because the far Side and the Dr. Dre album uh, <coughs> came out in the same year. And they're so different from each other. They're like wildly different from each other.
1: That's pretty crazy, right? To think about how different those two records are.
0: Craziness. Yeah.
1: Absolute insanity. It is. It is. <sighs> we got anything else to say about the third verse? Or what do you what do you think? What do you no,
0: got? I mean, that's 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 all I got. That's it. I just wanted to bring up the Ice Cube thing for anybody that's uh, a cube head. Let us know if that's true or not, <laughs> Cubehead. But that's also interesting too, right? So Ice Cube, there was a there was a guy that Ice Cube kind of took under his wing and and made huge. I forgot what the dude's name was. I don't remember, but that could have been Volume Ten, right? Had Volume Ten, because Ice Cube clearly liked Volume Ten. If he stole from him, he he clearly liked his style. So mm-hmm. had Volume Ten just reached out like a normal person, like, "Hey, man, I saw you were at my show." That's really cool. Like I'm a big fan. We should collaborate. We should do something together. That could have been a different direction for his career. But being kind of young, being kind of I guess just angry, being very thick-headed. He just he disses Ice Cube on two tracks. If this is the case. I think Thus, it's yeah, he, burning he's, that bridge as well.
1: He does seem like a very arrogant guy. Like after everything that you were saying, he seems wildly arrogant and that's just why he fell. And he fell hard.
0: Oh, another article or another interview that I read. This, this is interesting too. Like this is how kind of humble he is and kind of like joking he is now. So, the person that interviewed him called him on the on the phone, on the celly. And and when he answered, he introduced himself like, "Hey, remember we talked online? Like I'm here to interview you." He said, okay, like three questions. Like what's my what's my stage name?" And he says, "Okay, well, that's that's Volume 10." And the interviewer could tell that he was on speakerphone, and then he asked him what was my biggest hit? And then he asked him, "What? Where did I get started, or something like that? Something to do with like Power One Hundred Six and the studio rehearsal and things like that." Yeah. And and the interview was like, "Like, why did you ask me all that?" Oh, because the girl I'm dating didn't believe me that I was that guy. And so, you, and <laughs> then the, like, the interviewer could hear the girl laughing in the background, and, and like that's just. And then he started laughing, and it was just like a big joke that that he just doesn't get recognized anymore. And if anybody ever recognizes him, he always just kind of laughs about it. So he's a lot better now in life, I guess, in a
1: mental state. Yeah. That's that's, so I thought that was really fun. Yeah, that's cool. That's really cool. What a good guy. What a good guy now. I don't even know him, but what a good guy.
0: He seems like a good guy now. Like a good guy now. A good guy. He's a good guy. Also, Queen Latifah, Outkast, Snoop Dogg, even ICP's side project, they they all sampled this or did some type of Uh, interpolation of this song volume 10's version also including rage but uh you know that's that's fun a lot of people have done this and the original beat it's 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 solid it's sampled from atomic dog by george clinton
1: oh was that what it was okay (laughs) (laughs) like panting yeah so good that is i mean i thought i think the bait the bait the beat the bait the bait the bait (laughs) is fantastic i i think Production-wise, I think this album just kills it, uh, all the way through. But
0: I'll maybe that's why the the rage version has I, I crept down because, after listening to Volume Ten's album and then reading more about him and and then doing this, I I I I pegged it down a couple notches.
1: It's a bummer, man. That's a bummer.
0: Yeah, it's still good. Like you know, it's it's still it's still better than a lot of rage songs.
1: Oh, absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah, that's. But
0: it's also not as good as a lot of rage songs.
1: There's that too. But it's it's funny because we have not we've barely talked about the rage version. <laughs> because it's only all talked there about is it's the same
0: it's the same beat over and over and over and 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 when we give our our VIPs our MVPs, <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna do.
1: <laughs> I already have my MVPs, so I'm good with that. But it's it's funny how with these cover songs we we just it sucks doing cover songs by rage because we never talk about the fucking band and about rage yeah about rage and then ah. what makes it even worse is that they have almost and it seems like they have almost as many cover songs as they do original songs and it's rough so we ended up we ended up talking about like every other band or artist or group and
0: but like realistically if we've done the melody that's it the instrumentation, we talked about it. We could talk about it for about two minutes, and like that's it. The solo we talked about, yeah. And then there's Zach, and and in the second verse, Zach kind of, kind of shows his Volume Ten inside of himself. He kind of, he kind of like almost purposely goofs it up. He slows down. He speeds up, like you said. But he just sounds like he's having a good time. It sounds like he's he likes the original song, loves Volume Ten, and is paying just strict homage to the original rapper.
1: Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't deviate at all from what Volume Ten de- does on this song. But Which other than cool. that,
0: they do the chorus like fifteen thousand times.
1: Yeah, the hook is it's There's very not a lot here. It's almost like the it, this is like kind of a copy paste kind of song built song, and it kind of makes you wonder like maybe it was maybe you know this is this being their final record, and they needed to go out with like a bang, so they needed a lot of hooks. They probably they might have just like copied and pasted a, quite a bit of this song just to make it like a, a full song and
0: well we know rage th- has that repetition is key mindset that's
1: true throughout yeah. the career killing in the name being the biggest example of that <laughs> unfortunately i oh, love is that so song. overrated man that song is so overrated it's like bottom 10 bottom 10 rage song so far so far it's bottom 10 <laughs> Yeah. Whatever. Not, that's
0: all. That's all I really got oh, for shit. for the songs
1: themselves. For the songs themselves. All right. Should we get into some covers then? Should we yeah. Do that? Okay. All right. All right. All right. So, looking this up, there were very, very few covers of either the Rage version or the um, the Volume 10 version. And the Volume 10 versions were mostly people uh, kind of like almost having the same beat or like taking parts of the beat, but then putting their own lyrics over it was, so it was pretty, yeah, it was just, there was a lot of shit stuff. And then regarding the, uh, the rage style, like normally I'll find a shit ton of, um, bass covers, guitar covers, drum covers, but they were like, you know, there were not a lot of them. Actually, what I ended up finding the most were reaction videos, rage against the machine, uh, react videos, and Damn those are like the dumb. worst. Those are the fucking worst. And they're so uncomfortable to watch because they're so...
0: I hate reaction videos. I know, hate I know, them. I hate
1: it so much. But yeah, so there, w- there wasn't a lot to choose from. But this one band, uh, they're called The Ringmasters. They they posted this video just six months ago. It only has 22 views on YouTube. But um, yeah, th- they're called The Ringmasters. And they did a, a cover of, the, uh, of Pistol Grip Pump, the Rage version. So I want to play a little bit of it because, you know honestly how many bands come out of the country of Tasmania like (laughs) I I just think that's cool so here here it is
0: Full life, back to life you in the a say, All right, there
1: you go got this this tasmanian band you know covering the song it's a cool little video like they're playing like in a shitty little bar but there's like quite a few people there to see them play and they're, they're just what? jamming they're having a good time bars packed. there's a lot of yeah, people there it's cool and they, they all see everybody seems to be enjoying themselves the crowd the band like nobody's getting crazy but it's just seems like they're just enjoying themselves and it's it's a nice video it's just nice
0: they hit that know. che guevara poster or flag hanging from the ramp yeah i mean that's kind We're of all funny.
1: in baby yeah that, i mean that's whatever but it no, was it, good dude great, and, the, yeah. and, and, and the
0: bass player is one that screams pistol grip pump mm-hmm. that's awesome that's good that's a good that's
1: a, that a good cover and he's like slapping the bass instead of like playing with a pick or just playing with his fingers like he's like hitting that bass too it's great i thought it was great and they're from fucking tasmania who the fuck co- who, who's from tasmania have you ever met anybody from tasmania <laughs> no yeah, I, I haven't either. If, if you show me a globe, I wouldn't know where the fuck Tasmania is. Isn't it right next to Australia? I, I think. No, I think Tasmania is. But yeah, who the fuck? Who the fuck goes there? I mean, I mean, it's probably a cool country. Actually, it's probably actually a really cool country because nobody really knows about it. Everybody knows the Tasmanian devil, but that's as far as it goes. That's it. Yeah, pretty much. Ah oh, shit! So yeah, that that was the ringmasters. Um, I guess you know. Go check next time you're in Tasmania. Go um, go. Check I them liked out the it. Bar.
0: I liked yeah. the video.
1: I did too. So the ne- the next one I have here is um, this was posted actually 12 years ago. Uh, it has 31,000 views, and the, it's titled "Pistol Pistol Grip Pump compil- Compilate. Dude, I can't even speak. What the <laughs> fuck is going on? Pistol with grip me? pump. There's a lot of <laughs> alliteration there. Pistol Grip Pump Compilation. There's that's four a P's. Tough one. That's a lot of That's a Pistol lot of words Pistol Grip
0: Pump Compilation. Yeah, there's yeah. A l- there's a lot of alliteration <laughs> in there. No, it's
1: not your fault. It has 31,000 views um yeah, like I said 12 years ago and it's just some guy shooting his shotgun at a target and trying to keep in time with the song. So uh, I, I thought it was good. So here we go boy. That's it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> why? I don't understand why they didn't. So, whenever you make a shotgun loading sound, you the ch- ch- you the chicka, right? Yeah. Ch- 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 whatever it is, why would you not do like pistol grip pump on them and then ch- ch- boom? Ch- like why would, they do it really fast? They, they load the shell in way too fast.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Like
0: it's I, one motion. Why not go forward and then pause, and then come back and then pause, and then <laughs> trigger, and then pause, and then go? I don't know. It's, it was bizarre and it just it was. They made it harder than it needs to be, but this video's dumb. This is so stupid.
1: <laughs> and he's, he's shooting the shotgun like the Terminator does at his waist, like as low as you can possibly hold the gun. He's just shooting it right there. No interest to ever
0: look at anything else this guy's ever done.
1: <laughs> it was 12 years ago. I can't believe how many stupid. fucking views it has. 31,000 views. Because people are probably wondering,
0: should I buy a pistol grip pump for my shotgun? And they type in pistol grip pump on YouTube to watch videos, and they come across this shit.
1: <laughs> Imagine no one cool this guy thought it he, I thought he was when he uploaded. Oh, YouTube. for
0: sure. <laughs> he probably thought it was so rad. He's an idiot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it has it has nine up votes and four down votes. Yeah, he's he's not he's not the most popular on YouTube, that's for sure. <laughs> All right. So like I said, there are like no good covers and there are very few covers in general. So so the the next one i have here is um it's a band called baseline burns and uh it's their song called pistol grip pump and this is a live version and honestly i think it's kind of cool so here it is if it'll load but cool yeah whatever yeah just keep circle going okay here we go
0: Why am I got some problems, a man? i out. Better be nice, It's oh, a I'm it oh, no. oh, no. I want to shot, like, you
1: I'm sorry. The band is called Baseline Bums, not Burns. Baseline Bums, and that's their, their song, Pistol Grip Pump, the live version of it. I thought it was a pretty cool punk song. Not a cover, so, but
0: let's that's see cool. Here. It looks <laughs> like they're on. Looks like they're on Spotify.
1: They are, and I listened to them today, and it was pretty solid punk music. It was it was I fun. Don't s- it,
0: I don't see Pistol Grip Pump though. Is it on there? It's
1: not on Spotify now. They oh. have two. They have like two albums on the same and band, one EP, then. because it sounds like them. And wow. I mean, who else is gonna be called baseline bums? Wow,
0: you Come thought they were baseline burns for a second.
1: Because I was thinking like blacklight burns, from Ooh. you know West Borland. But but yeah, no, this video was uploaded ten years ago.
0: So two things about the video: one, the singer has Dave Grohl mouth, <laughs> like that that weird, like it shows too much teeth. like it's <laughs> a perfect circle when he opens his mouth really loud or really wide.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Does his mouth look like Dave Dave Grohl I Dave don't. Grohl's mouth? I don't think so.
1: No, especially
0: really. in, in his in his Nirvana days, it does. It looks like it, but you can't tell because you're an idiot. <laughs> um, another thing is is these guys sound a lot like uh, like when the Dropkick Murphys were cool and really good.
1: Oh, I was gonna say I thought you were gonna say Bouncing Souls because I kind of got a Bouncing Souls vibe from them from them.
0: Very um. Very like Mike McColgan low sounding.
1: Yeah. I could see that. Yeah, a little bit. That's good. I,
0: I really liked it, though. It was, it was cool.
1: Yeah, check out their... Because, like I said, they have two albums. I think one of them came out in, like, 08, and the other one in 2012 or 2010 or something. So, the yeah. Three, and, and, and 2014.
0: Oh, and 2014. Oh, that's a single. Oh, okay. Never mind. What the fuck? Fi- no, that's, like, five songs, six songs.
1: But, yeah, so it, go check... I mean, I, like, I listened to, like, maybe four or five songs. I enjoyed it. It's, like, pretty decent punk rock. So, I don't know where they're from, but some people seem to like them so there you go check a song
0: called they have a song called wrong way i wonder if these guys just name songs based on other popular
1: songs (laughs) just to get the hits yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's kind of a good idea i like that (laughs) cheesy but good
0: but but you'll never you'll never reach that that status so i mean maybe Maybe like in the beginning it's
1: good but in the long run it'd probably be bad Maybe it's them knowing that they'll never like become very very Ooh. popular, so they're just self-aware doing it. Yes, yeah, they're self-aware, so they're just doing it for just for the hell of it. I like that. I like that idea. That was <sighs> a good one, though. That was good. So Here's the last grow mouth. <laughs> so the last one I have here is from a a band. Fuck, man. <sighs> it's from Dude. a band called Pistol Grip Pump. This was uploaded uh, eight years ago. Has four hundred forty-three views. Uh, uploaded from uh, somebody named Sunday Abreo, Abreo, and uh, yeah, this is their this is their song called Procreate, and uh, the band's called Pistol Grip Pump. So here you go. Go. The band's called Pistol Grip Pump. That's your song, Procreate. You know, what's funny is,
0: is as I was watching it, I noticed that the, the bass player had a, a Sparta sticker on his guitar, on his bass guitar.
1: <laughs> Did he really? I didn't even notice that. Yeah.
0: And then, and then I was like, oh, it's kind of cool. And he started singing. I was like, okay, I, I could, okay, this sounds like they're this this could be like Sparta too. Yeah,
1: like cut the ribbon or something like that. It was cool. I I I still kind of dug it though. I really like the <laughs> I really
0: like the the, the 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 drum beat. Uh. Was solid. It's like, it's like one of the
1: like most horribly produced songs I've ever heard. It just sounds like utter shit, but you know, whatever the songs, eh, it's not that great, but it's very post hardcore of like the early two thousands. This is Sparta. Yeah. It it does actually sound a lot like Sparta. I didn't make that connection, but that was good. But yeah, like I said, there's not, there were like no covers or especially no good covers at all. So that's why I had to I had to throw in some stupid shit. The guy shooting his shotgun. I can't even like find Procreate their music
0: on. Well, no, on the, or through Google.
1: No, the the song is called Procreate.
0: Oh, the band's called Pistol the, Grip Pump. The band is called Pistol Grip Pump.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's just stupid. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's that's terrible.
1: Yeah, they're not a very good band. But this is another example. Some people in the comments liked them. They say, "Oh, I missed that scream," where they said. Some shit like that. Yeah, they're not not on Spotify. So they're not a band. If they're not on Spotify, you're not... If you're not on Spotify, you're not a band. Fact. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all I got for covers. I got nothing else. Um, Who do you got for your MVP on on the Rage song? Not the Volume Uh, 10 song, but the Rage song.
0: Just just Zach. I think Timmy C and and B-dubs didn't really do much. Didn't really need to. Didn't really want to. It's fine. It's not bad. Tom Morello, he didn't really do much either. His solo was fine. The intro was, was fine. But, uh, but Zach was good. Like, Zach was good to great. So it's, you it's Zach.
1: You know, my MVP, honestly, is uh, Zach as well. He's the only one that shines. Uh, the only one that would come close to meeting Zach is uh, Tom Morello. And even then, it's just he's, he's, he's a far second. But uh but yeah Zach I mean he 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 definitely uh pays homage to uh to Volume 10 and he does it in a very good and classy way and it it sounds great he sounds great I got nothing bad to say about Zach in this song But yeah, overall the song's good it's good not the best but it's good Given uh given everything you now know
0: about Volume 10 everything we talked about do you think that that quote that he died a premature death and managed to achieve immortality. Does that make more sense? Is that better now?
1: It does. No, it, it definitely does. I see. I see why that was said. That's a
0: solid quote. I like that.
1: Yeah. I like that. But I don't necessarily I usually, agree with it.
0: I usually don't quote articles or writers because that's not a real profession. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but that was a good one. <laughs> All right. We got any final thoughts or anything like that? Nope. No, we're all good. (sighs) Okay. So this is, uh, this was rage against the pod. Thank you for listening. Honestly, Jeff and I haven't recorded a new episode in probably like over a month. We just had so many backlogged episodes and we've been so busy. We've been busy boys. So it was fun to get back to this. Uh, we're going to be recording more episodes soon. So stay tuned for that. It's going to be a good time. Go to iTunes, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there, Rage Against the Pod. Social media is at Rage Against the Pod. Check us out. We're the best. Tell all your friends. Tell your your girlfriends. Tell all your boyfriends. Tell I don't care. Tell everybody. So, my head. that's it. That's,
0: that's all. all